Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. But today, we are going to start a new series that I'm super excited about because I love the, the fall season. Who loves fall? Yeah, fall season is is great. You know, summer is over. All uh, school is back in session, and um, kids are. You're going back to your normal day in and day out. I know about uh, our life. Um, you know, when you have kids, you know, we're in those years of our kids, especially Elijah, that he is in um, travel um, soccer right now. Um, travel soccer. So all the routines and everything. All parents know that the, that life is. Um, yeah, that's why Pastor Jess is not here. She's with him. That's why half our church is in travel soccer right now. And um, and it, it's, it's, it's amazing how, you know, the fall kind of aligns um, with uh, our travel soccer. They got murdered this, this weekend. So let's pray for our boys. They're very sad right now. They're very sad right now. Um, but um, what fall does is this. I'm going to do a little teaching, okay? I'm not going to really be preaching to you, only to Gabby today, okay? Um, but it, 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 I'm going to do a little teaching to you because I want us to understand this thing in, in our life, that without vision and without mission, you live life empty. I want us to wrap around that in the month of, of September, that vision and mission are important. And in, and in the month of, and in the months of fall, I love it because it's in that season that we're looking at the failures and the successes of this year that started, but now our mind starts get focused on the year ahead, 2023. So we start thinking of all the things, all those resolutions that we did not fulfill, me, um, and all those things that we said that we were going to do, and now we haven't, but then we have the anticipation at the same time of some of the things like, hey, we, we probably shouldn't have done that, but now thinking of the anticipation of the future, because a new year is almost ahead of us. That's what fall does for me. It aligns, it resets me to think of what I need to grow from the past, but all the anticipation of the future as well. So in that, we want to, as a church, we want to refresh us of mission and vision in this place, but also in your personal life. Because with living with vision and mission on your life, you can it makes you stay grounded when life is in chaos. When you have a mission in your life, when you have vision for your life, Whenever life comes and the winds of life comes into your into your your uh, your life, it becomes a stability that we can stay on because we are on focus and we're on mission. Life without mission and without vision is an unfocused life. You're, you're, you're going by the next emotion. You're going by the next thing. But having a vision and a, a, a values in your life, it becomes the core of who you are. 
You know those people that have goals in their life that anything that happens in their life, they, they, they don't have, they don't want to be in a relationship for these amount of years because they're focused on that goal. They're focused on that mission. Some of those people are crazy, but can I tell you this? Living life without some kind of goal or ambition or, or some kind of mission and values in your life, you're going to fall to what society is consistently changing in. I mean, uh, let me just talk to the young people today. Life is going to change. And to be honest, this world is going to change every, I mean, every month it changes. Every month we could be on a high, every month we could be on a low. But the only way, do you know why anxiety and depression is, 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 is killing our, our youth? is because they don't know how to live on mission and values. Because when you don't have mission and you don't have values, you fall into what somebody else tells you how to live your life. All seasoned saints in this place, you know what I'm talking about. When, when our parents would tell us, hey, you're going to church, you're doing this, you're, you're, and it, we thought it was rules, but it was really a value that we were supposed to live by. See, without mission and values, your life is in chaos. I challenge us throughout this series in the month of September to come up with a mission and a value in your life. Let me ask you this, a question. What is your mission statement in your life? What is the mission statement for your personal life? I don't care if you're old. I don't care if you're young. I want us to be so intentional with our life. We only have, we don't even know the next breath we're going to take. We don't know the next thing that's going to happen in our life. But, but if we can be so intentional with a mission statement for ourselves, man, we can live life a little different. Because if it doesn't align with the mission, I don't want it. Let me ask you this. What are your personal core values for your life what, what are core values core values are the things that if life comes it ain't gonna shake me i'm gonna stick to this i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm never gonna be moved uh for some of us in one season it's i'm going to college that's a value and that's okay but if you don't have something to kind of like go after you're only gonna go after the next flame Mission and value are so important. God wants us to have a greater vision for who he is and the plans that he has for our life. But Satan, Satan's goal is to use guilt, insecurity, fear to keep us from growing and growing full of joyous living in Christ Jesus. He taps into the power. Uh, you can tap into the power of God's vision for your life. If you meditate on the scriptures and the promise he has for you on a daily basis. As much as we need vision for our personal life, as a church, we need vision and we need values as well. Because if not, we're going to be looking for the next thing to kind of fulfill this void. But the reality is we here at Axios Church, we are on vision. We are on values. We are on mission because mission and values is all we got. 
Mission and values is all we're going to operate on. And here at Axios, we have nine core values that we live by. It's on the wall out there. You think they're just random words? No, those are our core values, all right? Those are our core values, okay? So it's all, it's all over our website and everything. But this month, I want us to talk about our core values, but then I'm going to challenge you to have core values as well. If you look in the seat in front of you, there's a card like this. It says core, okay? You don't have to fill it out now, but I want you to take it home, okay? I want you to take it home because we're going to pray over this. And I want you to this month, literally, I want you this month to be so intentional with your life to write a mission statement for your life. And I want you to write at least three core values for yourself. Why? Because it's important. It's important for us to go back to these things and say, Jesus has to be in the center of it. You know, Jesus is the center of your life, you know. But if we don't have this, the next thing that comes in our way is going to direct us in our vision. But if you have vision for your life, it doesn't matter what comes in your way. You're sticking on what God has for your life. It's a tangible thing. It's a tangible thing. So, and the cool thing we're going to do about this is we're going to take these and you're going to fill it out. And I'm going to challenge some of us to say this to your friends because vision and mission without accountability is empty. You need people in your life. I guess I'm going to talk to just young people today. I'm sorry. You know, everybody else just amen me, okay? Young people or old people, okay? Like me. If you have friends that are not account keeping you accountable, they're not friends. Us, us older people say amen to that because we, we've been there before, right? If you don't have people that are keep you accountable in the ways of, of Christ, if they're straying you away, if you're trying to do your, right, uh, your life right, but then they're trying to take you the other way, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a toxic relationship in your life. It's not a person that's going to hold you to values and mission in your life. Because value and mission in your life is always directed towards Jesus. And if your values and mission isn't directed towards Jesus, it's directed towards you. And you-centered living will never work. But when God-centered living in the midst of your life, then something miraculous happens. Because you're living on vision for the kingdom and not vision for you. There's too many people in the church world and not in the church world that is living vision for themselves. And at one point, it works. But at some point, it becomes not a fulfilling thing, and then what happens? You find your, they find, they're trying to find something to fulfill it, and they can't find anything that's going to fulfill it, and what, sadly, what happens? They either get depressed, or sometimes they what? Why suicide rates are crazy right now? Because people aren't living on vision and mission. They're living on the next thing, the next rich scheme. They just want, they, they want acceptance. At the end of the day, it's acceptance. But you're already accepted by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he's put a promise on your life. He's put a vision and values on your life. The things that you value, your friend next to you probably won't value the same things. But this is not wrong because God has given each and every one of us calling on our life. See, some of you say, uh, let's take an example, Past, uh, 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 Miss, Miss, uh, Miss Amber in the kids' ministry. Her vision and, and statements probably for her life, it has to probably be wrong with kids to help the next generation or anything like that. For, for somebody else, it could be like, I want to have a vision for my family. I want to have a vision for my kids. It's not wrong, but you have something. You have something to live for. 
you have something to go after, it's vision and mission. And here at Axios Church, we have a mission, we have vision that we're going to follow in this place. The first one of our mission statement, or our vision statements, um, mission statements, vision statements, core values is, number one, Jesus is our message. Jesus is our message. If there is not a Jesus vision, it's a human vision. Let me say that again. If it's not a Jesus mission, the other option is it's a human vision. And a human vision is not going to work without a human vision is not going to work trying to fulfill a Jesus vision. If it's a if it's a big vision that God has for you, a human vision is not going to work. You know why? Because we serve a big God and sometimes we feel like little us. So if you're doing everything within yourself, it's your vision. But when you have a God vision, man, you can look at things that you, you, uh, you don't understand. Axios Church, how can you have a church? How can you start a church in the middle of pandemic? I don't know, it's a God vision. How can you have a, a, a vision for your family that, that one day my, my kid is going to have? It's, it's a God vision. It's a God vision. See, here at Axios, from cleaning the toilet to kids ministry to this stage, it's a God vision. We, we try to be intentional with everything because why? He is the center of it all. People are not saved by us, but God uses us through all our imperfections, through all our issues, to bring his good news message and not for us to get the glory, but for him to get the glory. What vision does, what these core values do for our church, it redirects the glory. If all of your mission statements and all of your, uh, all of your core values that you're doing in, in, the, in this month, which we're going to do together, if it all makes you get the glory and you feel comfortable with all of them, it's not enough. The, the vision's not big enough. If you can accomplish all those things by yourself, it's not a big vision. Can, I would say it's not a God vision. Because we have to have in the midst of vision, in the midst of, of, of values, we have to have this thing we call, we operate, it's called faith. It's called faith. And that's all we have. He's the center of it all. How about this? When you're, when you're giving somebody direction, okay? Back in the days, we didn't have our phones and GPS. You would have to stop at the gas station, right? You had to stop at the gas station or you have MapQuest. You have to, you, you, you remember MapQuest? All right? It, it, you know, it, it, it would get you to the place. Some of you still use MapQuest, all right? Get an iPhone, all right? They're, they're good, okay? But the reality is this. But before we would stop, we were lost, we would go into a gas station, and some random person would point his point to the direction you need to go to. You know what I'm talking about? You need to go this way and go this way, and in your mind, you're like trying to, where's the fingers going? Like, you're, they're pointing everywhere. Because when it comes to direction, direction to get to a place you need to go to, you have to be pointed in the right direction, right? Our mission here at our church there's a point that we want to hit. Let's get our mission statement here in, in a minute. Once you get it up there, uh, that'll be great. Our mission statement is to point people to who? Jesus, so they can find worth and purpose in God. 
we can easily say we point people to axios so we can give them worth and give them a purpose in God. If that's the case, we're going to fail you real quick. Because we don't point to us. The vision and values point to who? Jesus. He is the message. And he is, when you find Jesus, then what you're looking for is worth and purpose. And you're only going to be found in what? Jesus. So our first value for our church as an organization is Jesus is the message. And we can stop right there and we can have church and shout because it's the most important thing. I don't have much else to say about that, but let's see what scripture has to say. I got a couple of verses that I want you to, to, to know. I want you to write these verses down, okay, because this is going to be so important to your vision and your mission statement for your life as well, okay? We got a couple, so... Um, just writing down John chapter 14 verse 6 says this Jesus said to him I am the way I am the truth I am the life no one comes to the father except through me he said I'm all of it I'm all of it I'm the one I'm the one needs to be pointed to in uh, first Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 says for there is there is only one God and there is one mediator between, mediator between God and man, and that is Christ Jesus. It's plain and simple. We complicate the Bible sometimes. He says it right there. I'm the guy. I'm the one. I'm the captain. I'm the one. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 35, 36. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hates me loves death. Ooh. That's pretty, pretty deep right there. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the and, and, and Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was even from the beginning of time. He was the message. From the thread of the, of the Gospels to the Bible to the Old, Old Testament to, to the New Testament, Jesus was it. He was the answer. In, in John chapter 1, verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. And he was seen in his glory. Glory has of the only son from the father, full of grace and full of truth. And I love this last one in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. Jesus is all we got so Jesus is all we present. Let me say that again. Jesus is all we got. So Jesus is all we present. So let me take that to your personal life. Who is your message? Let's think about it. What is your message for your life? As you walk into your schools, as you walk into your, your workplaces, as you walk into these areas, what message are you presenting through your life? It needs to be part of your mission. It needs to be part of your values. Why do we do this? Because values and mission keeps us stable, keeps stability in our life. I, I love, I, I, we, we had a, a, a retreat this weekend with our staff here at our church, and we were talking about our core values. We we're talking about this. And, and I, told, I told them all this. I said, we, when people come to you and, and they say something 
different, that it doesn't align with our mission and statements, you don't have to tell them anything. Just tell them no. Why? Because we only live on mission and values. And all those mission and values point to Jesus. Uh, another church might have some different mission, mission and values, and they're not wrong. But God has given us these values, these missions, and we're unapologetic about it. You have to be like that in your life. Don't apologize for the values that you have in your life. Don't apologize. Uh, if, if the mission in your life that you write down this month seems big, don't apologize about it. Because guess what? You serve a big God. You serve a big God. And it leads us to our second value that I want to talk to you about today. So Jesus is our message. And the second value is this. Prayer is our foundation. Let me ask you this. What's the foundation of your life? Is the foundation of your life success? Is your foundation of your life a relationship? Is the foundation of your life um, to getting that promotion? Because if we're truly honest with ourselves, the first question we have to ask is, what's our foundation? Because from the foundation is what we can build on. And here at Axios, prayer is all we got. A relationship without communication is doomed. We can give you all the crazy things and the strategies, but without communication, any relationship is doomed. Is doomed. That's why the foundation of our church is built on prayers, not only prayers of now, of prayers from saints before. I'm still operating in prayers from my mom's prayers from years ago. Why? Because prayer is powerful. Some of you are still operating from prayers from people in the past. Why? Because you were ratchet in the past. Some of you ratchet now. But people have been praying for you. We've been lifting it. But now we, we, are, we are on the foundation of those prayers being answered. Prayer is vital and powerful in, in, in our life, and it should be powerful in your life as well. When temptation comes, we pray. When opposition comes, we pray. When I don't have the answer, we pray. When I don't, when, uh, when I don't have anybody to talk to, we pray. When, when they backstab me, I pray. Why? Because my direction, my posture in my life, my posture in this church doesn't direct into gossip, doesn't direct into getting opinions. It directs in getting to the source. And the source only comes by a prayer, praying relationship and a prayer-filled church. We pray. Every, before every service, we have people here praying at like 8 o'clock in the morning. While you're getting ready and getting your makeup done, we're praying. We're praying. Why? Because if we're not in communication with God, where's the communication coming from? We complicate it, you know? It's so simple. We have to know where our communication is. We need to pray bold prayers because we serve a bold God. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, we see God, um, we see Jesus here telling us about how to pray, right? The, the, the prayer about how do you pray? This prayer that, 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 that he, he expresses to us, it's a bold prayer. It's a bold prayer. Let's, let's just read it here. It says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, 13 says, and when you pray, 
do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for many words. Let me stop right there. You know those people that have to say Father God after every service? Hey, he hears you. He knows his name. But the reality is, this is what he's saying. He's saying, there's not a special way to pray. You don't have to, like, say thou's and, and the, like, we, don't complicate it. Just talk. talk. You want to know how to pray? Talk. Some of you talk a lot. Just do it to God. It's prayer. What it says in verse 8, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before he even asks him. Woo! Verse 9, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Number one is directing who we're praying to. It's identifying where the source is coming from. He says, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Stop. Whose will? See, you're directing. You're the source, and I'm a part of the plan. That's a bold prayer. That's saying, God, I know I'm part of this thing. I know I have worth. I know I have value, but let your will be done. So the source, hallowed be your name. It's only your name I operate in. It's your kingdom that, I, uh, that, I, I'm, I'm a, that we're establishing here on earth as it is in heaven. Then this is where the petition comes. This is why in prayer life, it's not always about give me, give me, give me, give me. It took him three, ver three verses to tell him what he needs. <laughs> First, we got to be a God. You are holy. You are worthy. You have to identify what he's done in your life. You, you, he gives you the breath that you breathe. Like, say thank you first. Hallowed be thy name. How kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Number uh, Verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. He's like, give us what we need, God, not what we want. It says it. I wish I was lying to you because I want to say, God, give me a Lambo. But it says, give us this day our daily bread. If he decided what kind of food you want, I don't think I would break bread. Give me a steak. Give us this day some anything better than bread, okay? But he says, is not what I want, is what I need. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The people that hate me, forgive them. The people that backstab me, forgive them. This is a bold prayer. Give us this day our debt and forgive us our debts and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. See, sometimes we're so focused on deliver us from temptation and evil that we're not even worried about anything that God has for us. We go to the end of the prayer. But before he asked, he identified some bold things unto God. See, it, it, it's all about redirecting my will to his will. And when you do that, we say this verse a lot here at our church. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. 
my version. Add all things unto me, then I will seek the kingdom of God. It's funny. But it's true. That's what we do. We say, God, give me the stuff, give me the things, and then I will serve you. We, we know family members. God, I'm gonna let me get right first, and then I'll serve you. God, let me get all my resources and finances ready, and then I'll, I'll serve you. We got it backwards. We seek first his kingdom, which it will be hard to seek because society and culture is trying to stray us away from his kingdom. But when we're seeking God's kingdom and we're on mission and value and our alignment is on what God has, not what we have, we seek his kingdom and then he adds the things that we need in our life. Let me some scripture and I'll get you out of here, okay? I'll get you out of here. In Philippians chapter four, verse six says, be anxious about, be anxious, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, give thanksgiving and let your requests be known to God. He's basically saying, hey, why are you worried? Just pray. Just pray. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe it and you receive it is yours. John chapter, John chapter 15, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done. Abide in me and my word abide in you. Ask and shall be done. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, pray without ceasing. Listen, I, there's some days when you drive, when that person's driving and cut you off, you go, I'm speaking tongues real fast. Pray. <laughs> when that when that coworker is, you pray. When that child that you you raised right and they're going crazy, pray. <laughs> pray. Because if you don't pray, you're going to lay some hands. What prayer does, it calms you down and say, God, fight my battles. God, fight my battles, because if I lay hands, I'm going to be going to jail. It's going to be like, well, like Paul. I'll be writing letters in prison because I'm going to jail. I better write, I better pray this thing out. It's true, right? Have you been in that place where it's like that person like just makes you upset and you're just like, Lord, forgive them. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you want to get a, that cuss word out, but you say, holy, holy. Because sometimes, but that's what prayer does. It stops us from being ridiculous. Pray without ceasing. Luke chapter 11, verse 9. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Uh, given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. And the last one, Jeremiah 33, 3. We're all worried about the future, especially college students. What am I going to do in my career? What am I going to do? Yeah, you, you get a plan. That's good. But let me tell you what Jeremiah chapter 33 says. Call unto me and I will answer you. And I will tell you the great and hidden things that you have not known. You worried about the future? It's the unknown? Stay in constant prayer. Let it be the foundation 
of your life. Prayer, prayer without power is empty words. But here we value prayer and it's something worth building. Where's your prayer life? Is that part of your values? Is that part of your mission? Because here at Axios, it's all we got. It's a communication to the Father. Because if we're not communicating to the Father, we're finding our communication somewhere else. And I'd rather be on mission and values and leading with the Spirit than leading with the next fad or leading with others' opinions. No, we're on mission and values. And mission and values keeps us stable on alignment to what God has. And as I close, Helen, Helen Keller said this. It's crazy. The most pathetic person in the world is someone who has sight but no vision. The most pathetic person in the world is someone that has sight but no vision. The, these cards can probably be the most important thing in your life. Maybe your life is in chaos because you don't have something that you're living for. Yet, we, we read our word. This is the most important thing. But sometimes we need things to like say, hey, no, it's not part of this. It's not what a part what God has for my life, then I'm not gonna do it. If that relationship in this season doesn't align with my visions and, 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 and goals and, and uh, mission for my life, I don't need it. it. It aligns us to what God has. So I challenge us, before we write, let's pray. Before we write, let's ask. Before we write, let's fast a little bit. Because if this is going to be the stability to that life, those decisions you make, you better make sure it's aligned with God. You better make sure it's aligned with God. And it just stables us. Because to have sight and no vision is craziness. As we have vision for this house, let it have vision for your house, your, your house as well. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20 says, Oh, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. He's there. He doesn't left you. So let's establish these vision and missions for your life. Because vision without mission and value for your life, you're running on your only your own ambition, your own esteem. When you're on vision and you're on mission, you can go back and say, hey, God, if it doesn't align, it's not a part of my life. Live life with standards. Let me tell you this. Young ladies, live life with standards. Young men, live life with standards. They might make fun of you, but guess what? At least you're, at least you're standing on something and not anything. Live life on mission. Live life on values. Because at the end of the day, when you're old like us, you're looking back, thank God I had something to stand on. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. 
If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together. Thank mm-hmm. you.